throughout our life, we make all kinds of connections. From our neighbors to our co-workers, from family members to people we interact with in business every day. What about the connections we make to ourselves? Today, we'll explore the connections that we make and how they define our lives. This is Things Worth Considering with hosts Gord Riddell and Dr. Jan Hill. It's time to listen and learn. Hi there, and welcome to uh, Things Worth Considering. I'm uh, Gord Riddell. Normally, I'm here with uh, Dr. Jan Hill uh, this evening. Unfortunately, she is not with us because she is lecturing with uh, her students. However, I have uh, two of my colleagues here from the uh, Transformational Arts College. Uh, I have Linda Kushner. Linda Kushner is the managing director of the school. Hi, Linda. Hi, happy to be here. Great. And I also have Pauline O'Hanlon. And Pauline is the uh, co-coordinator of the Student Psychotherapy Clinic, and she takes care of all those people. Hi. Hi, everybody. Happy to be here also. Yay. Okay. Uh, yeah, we're, we're excited about this because Pauline's going to be here as a guest, another guest, uh, speak in a few weeks. Uh, so anyways, um, last week uh, we were looking at um, the, the whole idea of lies that we tell ourselves. And uh, we, they're called cognizant dissonance, uh, which are pretty interesting. And what that really meant was, well, or means, is when we have two different op- ideas that oppose one another. The idea was, uh, for instance, you were, you know, not wanting to drink, and yet you went ahead and ordered another bottle of wine. Uh, and the the conflict that that causes inside. So when an audience member asked. If we, if we know that we're lying to ourselves, why do we keep doing it? Um, well, you know, unfortunately, we're not quite as easy uh, uh, to figure out inside of ourselves as we are sitting back figuring everybody else out. Um, it's, uh, we're pretty complex uh, uh, human beings. And, you know, the messages that are inside of us aren't just ours. They're a combination of family messages, our beliefs, and their beliefs. Uh, maybe even our religious beliefs, and they came up against our values. And uh, they can get caught up in quite the spiral sometimes. You know, if we humans could respond to all that we actually know and be able to go with the flow and change accordingly, we'd be much better off. Uh, but we're way too complex, I'm afraid. Um, I've had people say that I know I'm an addict and proceed to go ahead and order another drink. Knowing and doing are two very different things for many people, not all, but for a great, great many people, uh, those two things can sometimes be mutually exclusive. Uh, Gord, it can also be if you get an idea about something that hasn't entered into your mind or into your belief systems, that can cause you to have conflict within your mind in the same way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it's anything, anything is really new and anything is really radical, like what we teach here at the school. Um, can certainly put people into conflict uh, initially as they re, you know, reevaluate their own values and their, their uh, just their beliefs, their outlook on life. Right? Um, both of you are, are from that place. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> both, both of these wonderful women have been with me for a long, long, long time. And uh, they uh, are both, not only are they graduates, but they are instrumental in, this, in running the school. Uh, Linda's Linda's almost thirty years since you started being a student, and then a graduate, and, and in charge of everything, including me. Pretty um, much. Thirty-one. <laughs> yeah, really, really. 
And uh, uh, Pauline, I'm not even sure how long. Ten years. It's ten years? Wow. Ten years. Wow. Okay. Have I been there long? Yeah, yeah. I've actually been 30. <laughs> I'm actually 31 years here. So uh, I just sound uh, like I'm only 12. So, uh, which, you know, this is giving actually a really uh, good lead in, in in terms of looking at what happens to how we respond in, in, in what happens to us in life when unexpected events take place and all of a sudden the universe has taken a swipe at us from the side. Now, I'm a, I'm a really big believer, and I, I, I know that you are too, uh, that, you know, the universe gives us messages, little little you know, a little prod here and there when we're starting to drift off course or we need to make a change. But like everybody else, we ignore them. <laughs> and then we get the plank. And then we get the plank to the side of the head. Exactly. Uh, and then that, that can be where, you know, something much bigger happens where we could have potentially have lessened it. But, you know, um, by lessening it, it's also the lessening of it. Uh, turns it into a really big learning, you know. So um, when when we you know we we talk about um, being able to you know just uh, be able to go with unplanned changes is really really difficult because we think we're going along and we know where we're going. Well, it's crucial in this day and age where they're saying that the millennium children that are coming up, they will not be in the same job the way um, most of us and our parents were in. They're going to have to change and they're going to have to drastically change and adapt to those changes. So if we can learn how to manage change effectively so that it's not causing us to be stressed out and that we're dealing with it in, in a manner that is going forward and planning forward for it, I think it's much easier than waiting for that plank to hit us and being <laughs> devastated. Well, it, it is. I think most of us know that, you know, what happened was like, thank God, uh, that it finally did happen. It takes some time, though, to get some distance away from the event if it was, it was emotional. Um, but, you know, the, the whole thing of planning for change, actually, is next week's show, uh, which I, I believe Jan will be back for sure. Um, and we're going to look at how we do plan for change. But I think there's a lot of, uh, you know, things that we need to know about ourselves in terms of having unplanned changes and how we how we cope with that because it it really requires um i think you know something you just said uh, uh, just now made me think that you know stress is caused by our perception completely completely by our perception and perception really gets in the way for us uh, a lot of the times we we are often totally convinced that we're right that we we have the answer. Now, you see, I don't like people like this because I think they have a rule book that I didn't get. And, <laughs> and I'm trying to mind read them so that I can figure out what the rules are. And you know? there are <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, where did you get that rule book? Um, so perception, though, is, is, you know, most identifiable when you go through one thing, whatever the, that event may be. And I go through exactly the same event. One of us falls apart. One of us just is like, uh, your problem would be what? You know, uh, where it doesn't have that same impact because our perception of it is so different. And, you know, it goes back to what Gandhi, uh, uh, you know, or, or I'm sorry, uh, uh, what, what the Buddha, uh, you know, taught is, is that what we place our value in is where the most suffering will always be, be from when we establish some sort of a loss with that. I think for me where it changed 
um, was, well, many things changed it, but this one thing in particular has really changed my mindset that instead of looking at it as a problem that I need to solve, I look at it as an opportunity. And by looking, by changing my perspective on what is happening to me, then I'm able to better um, work forward and look at the problem and instead of thinking of it as why me why did this happen to me but it's a victim it's a victim mortality right and so when i look at it that this is just an opportunity and how can i best avail of this opportunity that has served me best in life and and even asking like why you know what am i to get out of it you know like why is this this is this opportunity as opposed to that opportunity what what is it that about it that's you know sort of specialized for me you know, uh, I think that one is uh, uh, you know a, a very important one actually but you know do you have any uh, tell me about yourselves when when did the universe pull you over once or twice or five times well one of my biggest experiences was being fired from a marketing position after I'd given up a very secure position with another company, but I was excited about moving forward, and I took the risk and left that solid organization. I was challenged to bring my talents, my abilities to this expanding new area, and they sought me out, so it was tempting to to not to, to say yes, for sure, and then it became apparent, though, that the individuals involved, the owners in finance, they didn't have the experience of how that market could effectively be successful in the marketplace. They didn't realize it demanded an investment of time and resources uh, to be accepted. And I didn't hate my position, but certainly my identity and esteem was wrapped up in, in my work at the time. And I was fully engaged and committed to the demands and difficulties. Um, basically, what happened was um, both myself as a manager and another manager in another department were let go. So for me, it was a huge shock because I was my work. That was who I identified myself as. And interestingly, about warnings, I was warned in a dream that I had where I dreamt someone had broken into my home and they didn't take anything, but they left some hieroglyphic writing on the mirror. (laughs) The proverbial writing on the wall I had no idea what it meant the only thing that did dream did though it did prepare me that something was happening something big and then when they called me in to say okay it's over I was very calm and cool and collected and then I crashed (laughs) (laughs) luckily I mean the universe took care of me I did have a severance package which was great Um, I was escorted out of the building but I broke down and it was like falling off a cliff into this incredible void I had no idea where I'd land and I reached out maybe more than usual because I had become very self-sufficient and um, I reached out to friends and family and somehow I was able to hear that this was a gift and in the in the end that that loss of job and identity led me on this journey that was about spending time with myself with family, with friends, getting in touch with who oh, really yeah. was I. <laughs> and one of the things I explored was courses and workshops. And I looked out, I looked at the world and I said, what's interesting to me? What do I love? Um, what do I want to connect with? And funnily enough, my friend introduced me to transformational arts. So, Well, we thank your friend. <laughs> <laughs> Right. We thank him a lot. <laughs> so I started to explore and continued my learning and eventually did the f- professional training. 
eventually I landed another position um, that interestingly also was one of my loves traveling. I got to travel to incredible places in the world, a fair bit of traveling um, on an expense account. Oh, wow. Whoa. Whoa. It wasn't my expensive account. <laughs> no. no, no, because I, there are, isn't one at all. <laughs> and then the final trajectory, I was asked to join the team at Transformational Arts. And I'm fortunate to be in a place where it feels like a perfect fit. It does feel like a vocation. Um, I have a variety of responsibilities and teaching, seeing clients. Um, it allows me really to use my inner reserves more fully and be part of making a positive difference in the world, which was also important to me while continuing my own personal and spiritual growth along the way. I had no idea at the time when I was falling off that cliff. Oh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. That's great. That's great. Pauline, what oh, about you? Oh, yeah. Well, me now. Wait till you hear my story. Um, at age 38, everything in my life collapsed. Everything collapsed. Um, I lost my home. I lost my house. I lost all my equity. I lost all my money. Uh, divorce was on the cards. Um, I had to move back to my parents' home with two children. My children lost their schools. They were in private schools at the time. And that was when I entered therapy. I really, uh, uh, before I thought my mindset was very set and I thought therapy was for lunatics. And I remember the first time I stood at the, my therapist's door, thank God he had a good sense of humor. I said, I'm not coming in. I'm just here because my doctor said I had to come. And she would tell my workplace that I couldn't work if I didn't come. So he had a great sense of humor. And he said, are you, is the paparazzi following you? Like, is there somebody out there? Are you the mayor? Who are you? I said, well, I'm not really anybody, but I, I don't believe in therapy. And that was the start of my journey. And I had very much a victim mindset. Everybody else did this to me. And I was introduced at the time to visualization and imagining how I wanted my life to be. And I started doing that. And I started doing um, affirmation and prayer. And I started imagining what I wanted. And I started off with that I, I wanted a townhouse. Now, I had no money. But I believed, I had faith, so I believed I could get that townhouse. And I did end up getting the townhouse, but I also ended up buying it in a different place because there was better advantages for my children. Um, what happened after that was that I learned mind, mindfulness training, which helped me that to know that nothing is considered good or bad, but is an opportunity for growth. I learned to use my intuitive mu muscle and faith. And it was actually coming to this school when I was taking the courses. Um, the founder and the managing director came up to me and said, you are very intuitive. And I said, I am? I had no idea. <laughs> and my gifts expanded through the courses, the total self program here. And with that, I now totally rely on my intuition and I, I rely on my faith, and it hasn't let me down. And I live on this, that faith is based on my belief system, my belief system that it is there. Now, can I interrupt and tell you about my belief system? Yes. That if we don't stop here, we have to go to an intermission. Uh, the, uh, we have to go for a break. Okay. I want you to hold on to your story, though. Uh, we're going to finish it as soon as we come back. Uh, this is Gordon Dell. And Linda Kushner, 
Paulino Hanlon. Uh, you're listening to Things Worth Considering, and we will be back after these messages. We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. Imagine a place where ancient wisdom and modern research combine to create a non-judgmental, dynamic educational environment. We believe learning is much more than just theories. It is the application of those theories that anchor your learning deep inside yourself. Our physical, emotional, intellectual, and spiritual selves are embraced and nurtured, learning how to create an internal balance. This is Transformational Arts College of Spiritual and Holistic Training. Since 1988, we continue our mission of spiritually focused education for all who seek. We offer integrative personal development and professional training in spiritual psychotherapy, holistic health care, spiritual director, coaching, and esoteric studies. We are located in Lawrence Park in Toronto on Young Street, north of Lawrence Avenue. It's easy to get to and harder to leave. Visit our website at transformationalarts.com or inquire at TAC at transformationalarts.com or call us toll free at 1-888-TAC-SELF. Transformational Arts, bringing body, mind, and spirit together. What makes someone successful in their field? On Transformational Energy Leadership, Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey speaks to amazing guests who share their ideas, advice, tips, and tricks as to what defines success for them. The result is positive transformation for you. You'll learn that personal energy is the key to make it work. And you'll hear through actual examples how to bring that positive transformation to life. Listen live every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. For so many years, adults and teens have experienced a breakdown in communication. It doesn't have to be like this. Listen for Tools for Teen Transformation with Lily Williams. Coach Lily and her guest will tackle subjects like bullying, self-esteem issues, teen pregnancy, substance abuse, and more. It's all about getting teens and the adults in their lives to think differently. You could save a teen's life. Tune in every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Eastern and 7 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Become a member of voiceamerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit voiceamerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Things Worth Considering with Gord Vidal and Dr. Jan Hill. We'd love to hear from you via email to info at spiritgrows.ca. That's info at spiritgrows.ca. Now, back to Things Worth Considering. Hi, this is Gordon Riddell, and uh, welcome back to uh, Things Worth Considering. Uh, we were in the middle of listening to when the universe sort of attacked our friend here, Pauline, uh, when uh, having lost everything, 
in case you're just tuning in, uh, she climbed back up on top. So I give you the floor back again. All right. I Thank apologize. you, Gord. Um, I, basically, to, to end it, what I found out that my faith is based on my belief system that I have now. And that belief system has grown through my time at Transformational Arts. So there is no evidence with my faith. I just know it's going to materialize. Science, on the other hand, is evidence without belief. So you have to incorporate the two. I'm very realistic in my approach to things. But using both things, my my intellect and my faith and my intuition, I found the way back and I found the way to uh, look at this and to look at what has it taught me rather than that it destroyed me. And, and that's that's just so important. You know, what is it taught? So many people walk away just, you know, uh, uh, in that victim mentality of, you know, been destroyed. Uh, and there's no learning. There's no learning as to why it happened and there's no learning as to where do they go from here and where why were they in the wrong area to begin with. Well, yeah. with the with the victim mentality, you all you feel is powerless. So you ca- if you have that perception that you're powerless, then you will be powerless. Well, it's true, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it you know it's again it's that whole perception thing you know that as we think that's exactly you know what's uh, what's going on inside of us. You know we, that's how we see the world. And what's really awful is is when we try to convince other people of what we're seeing. That you know we have the truth. The the, the only truth we have is our own. Um, you know one of the one of the areas where the universe will kick us time and time again is when we try to control other people and get them to believe our stuff. And you know I think that you know when we actually finally come around and learn uh, how little we actually have control of. <laughs> you know we have control of paying our taxes. Oh yay! Uh, we have uh, uh, no control over snow falling or rain falling or you know hot or cold or other people. You know, uh, I think so many people enter into relationships, which is often where we see you know things like this happen, uh, and just have absolutely you know a belief that they can get that person to change, yes. and people get really invested in that. Whether it, you know it could be trying to get our brother to change, our sister to change, our partner to change. Uh, you know, husband, wife, our children, uh, and boy, I mean, that is just such an uphill battle because it's not going to happen. It can happen if you change as a person within yourself. Exactly. Then the, your energy is going to be different around all those people, but the change has to come from within. And you know, people hate change. Oh. People absolutely hate change. And this is, you know, our, the, the college's name is transformational that means to change it's really interesting how difficult that is here um <laughs> uh you know barack obama when he ran for the presidency uh a number of years ago he did so with a uh, one key slogan and that was we can change uh, people believed in his commitment enough that he actually became president uh and still although he was he was elected people really did not get on that change bandwagon uh at all uh you know, it's a monumental task for us to be able to uh, get up and get going on any one of the possible changes because we just have so much internal resistance to it. Okay, um, you know, exercising and diets. Everybody wants to do it. This is, you know, still the new year. We probably still have some 
New Year's resolutions going on. Uh, you know, according to Scott Jeffrey, um, the the body has this innate inertia that can ex- uh, help to explain why it strongly resists any new exercise or weight loss routine. You know how hard it is to get up off the sofa, uh, as it as it leads to detectable. Like when you do the weight loss, when you do the exercise, it leads to a detectable physiological change in your heart rate, your metabolic rate, and your respiration. Now, these physiology changes are seen as a disruption in the body, the body's homeostasis or status quo. And uh, it does not like that in the least. Um, when the, uh, any effort to maintain the, the body's status quo, the body's complex inertia will powerfully resist any physiological changes, even if they're totally positive, such as you know, the results that we might get from exercise. Uh, you know, what's against us? We have the prefrontal cortex at the front, and we have the, the limbic brain at the back, which is our ancient system. And that's in charge of our habits and, and repetitive behaviors and all the, all the good stuff and all the bad stuff. It's anything that we repeat on a daily basis. That's how we can drive and talk at the same time. But it's also essential for our survival. Like we, we have to use these parts of the brain. Our brain wants to have the familiar and it's looking for that within when, when something new comes in or there's a change, our brain is looking for the familiar because this is how we have survived all these centuries. Mm-hmm. And the brain wants to know the cause of things. So it's going to look for the most familiar cause and look for a pattern within our brain system. With the least and that's why of risk. it's yes, with the least amount of risk. So that's why it's so hard for us to change these belief systems. Well, it is, but you know, um, you know, we've talked over the last few weeks actually about you know that our natural negativity is a, an evolutionary requirement because if we only heard the positive, we really wouldn't change. But when we take in that negative from somebody or from a group or whatever, uh, our house begins to you know lilt to the left. That's kind of a you know a bit of a negative. Uh, that's how we've learned through evolution is that negative feeds us in a way that will help us. Uh, of course, is when it becomes debilitating that we've talked about, you know, already. Um, but that that flow from our brain, uh, you know, it's it's uh, analyzing on the one hand and looking for the status quo, and the, the brain really does not like to be upset. Um, well, I'm calling it upset, like it's a different person entirely. Uh, it gets very <laughs> upset at me some days. Um, but just you know, just the ver- mere fact of um, having uh, decision-making abilities and, you know, the habits that we can get ourselves into. Uh, you know, you're making a really good point, too, about, you know, sort of the, the uh, looking for that repetition. Uh, because, uh, you know, we pointed out last week that we are actually the survivors in our DNA of people who are risk-averse. All right? Now, think about it. All right? And that is, they, these, this was groups of people that... You know, they, they didn't have stores of food. They didn't have the local, you know, supermarket to go to. They didn't have refrigeration. All right. So they knew what they could depend upon. Now, when uh, uh, somebody would suggest like, hey, why don't we go over, for, you know, 40 miles to the other side of the river? Uh, that wasn't probably a good idea. And the reason being is, is that there was so much risk involved. All right. They knew where they were would work for them. They could feed the tribe. They could feed their troop. 
you know, uh, the families, but they could not guarantee that that was going to happen 40, 40 miles away. So that's probably where we come in now today. Uh, we don't want to do it. Well, yes, exactly. Exactly. You know, it's like, no, I'm just going to stay here. It's kind of nice and warm in here today, you know. So, um, yeah, that, uh, that cluster of the nerve cells in our body uh, that's involved in functions like automatic and routine behaviors uh, just wants familiarity and, that make, and it makes us feel good. It, it ties into things like dopamine and serotonin and all kinds of brain chemicals. So such behaviors might include nail biting, smoking, you know, following the same routine every day without ever making a change to it. And people can be quite content, you know, uh, which is kind of interesting. All right. Uh, so, but you know what? All change, all change, uh, even for the good, involves the two things we fear the most. One is risk and the other is loss. Those are huge, you know. Uh, well, you know, when, when you, you lost your job, you lost your, your everything, you know, the, the risk that was involved there and the loss, you know, the risk is, are you going to survive? How, how are you going to land on your feet kind of thing? Um, you know, whereas, uh, you know, the loss is clearly, you know, you, know, you, you pointed out, Linda, the, the loss of identity. You know, so many people identify the, their name on the door. Absolutely. The location of the office at the end of the hall, the corner office, you know, all, all of those kinds of things. The expense uh, account. The expense account. <laughs> the all expense paid trip traveling, you said. Um, uh, all of those things, yeah, they, they tell us in some way, shape, or form uh, who we are, but it's so not true. It's so surface. It's very right. surface. Absolutely surface. But isn't that what we become? Isn't that sort of what's going on in our society? Is is that I, I want to know what your title is. I want to know where you were educated. I want to know what kind of car, what neighborhood, like all of those things, which are so surfacey, you know. And it's like, you know, hey, how are you? Oh, good, fine. And there's no, nobody really cares how you are. It's just, it's so perfunctory and simplistic that when somebody ever asks us, like, you know, a, a question that would be like, what do you think of today in terms of, you know, whatever? I can't even think of a deep question right now. Uh, I'm out of practice. Um, that we would be thrown back. We'd be like, well, not everybody. Would it might be, oh, here's somebody who's actually thinking or, you know. Awake. Or, you know, and who's <laughs> awake, maybe, or at least trying to stay awake. <laughs> you know, the, the whole thing of developing awareness, of course, is, you know, problematic in itself. You know, and that and that problem is, is that it just simply is very hard to stay awake. Well, according to Maslow, our self-actualization is really the higher levels of why we are here. I, I believe that completely. I think I, I believe that everybody has some sort of a blueprint why we're here. You know, we're, we're never going to be able to look at it. My my again, my my belief is that it would just be so big, it'd be so overwhelming to look at what's going to happen in the next fifty years in my life. That would be like, well, I don't think so. I don't want to do that. All right, but I think there's a certain map that's out, and that's what our spirits try to do when it brings us back into line, or the universe appears to be smacking us on the back of the head with a two by four. Is because we're not listening to it, you know. So you know, let's go back to this last piece for a second. You know, it's like so. Imagine you know what you you bought a lottery. And you've got this nice big house, and uh, so if you if you were to have something wonderful like this happen, or you were to you know land this amazing job that you worked hard at studying for, uh, that requires you to go somewhere, 
there's a lot of loss involved, and we don't see it that way. I actually have this coming up. I have, I didn't win the lottery, but um, I've been very fortunate to have a new condo that I'm going to move into. It's on the opposite end of the city than, that I'm used to. Mm. I'm doing this to move myself out of my comfort zone. But there's a lot of fear coming up. What if I don't like it there? My friends are all in the West End and I'm in the East End. What the hell am I doing? <laughs> but I like to push myself and to have change. But yeah. it causes a lot of fear when you're doing something, even if it's a good change. You know, it causes a lot of fear in other people when we, we make a change because they're reflecting from themselves. They're like, well, really? Uh, you know, the less people that go and ask about when do you think it's a good idea to move, you know, to the West Coast or something, isn't your close friends because, well, the other one might say, well, it could be interesting. What you're probably going to get is, really? Well, well, why? Because what all they're doing is they're now experiencing loss already at the idea of you leaving. You know, so... Other people really do, in some ways, color, uh, uh, you know, our perception of what's going to happen there. Uh, but, you know, it, it, to be able to push yourself and actually move across town, and that's a big move. The east side and the west side really don't match in this town. No, they don't. <laughs> uh, they're far, far apart. Uh, I think it's great. I think it's great. Otherwise, I really do think we, we stagnate. You know, and as we're aging, I think that's the last thing our brain needs. I think it's good to push yourself beyond your comfort zone. Like to step out of that comfort zone and take the leap. Because I don't th I think that if you rely on your intuition, your intuitive body will tell you whether this is a good move or not for you. Oh, yeah. And it's then having the faith to say, I'm going to go with what my intuition is telling me. Exactly. You won't go wrong. Exactly. You know, now, I am seeing the right numbers, and we do have to take a break at this point. <laughs> um, we are listening, or uh, you're listening to uh, Things Worth Considering, and I'm Gord Riddell. Jan Hill is not with us this evening, uh, but I do have two fabulous women who work with me day after day after day for many years. I have Linda Kushner and Pauline O'Hanlon with me. So we're going to take a break here, and we will be right back. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Imagine a place where ancient wisdom and modern research combine to create a non-judgmental, dynamic educational environment. We believe learning is much more than just theories. It is the application of those theories that anchor your learning deep inside yourself. Our physical, emotional, intellectual, and spiritual selves are embraced and nurtured, learning how to create an internal balance. This is Transformational Arts College of Spiritual and Holistic Training. Since 1988, we continue our mission of spiritually focused education for all who seek. We offer integrative personal development and professional training in spiritual psychotherapy, holistic health care, spiritual director, coaching, and esoteric studies. We are located in Lawrence Park in Toronto on Young Street, north of Lawrence Avenue. It's easy to get to and harder to leave. Visit our website at transformationalarts.com or inquire at TAC at transformationalarts.com or call us toll-free at 1-888-TAC-SELF. 
Transformational Arts, bringing body, mind, and spirit together. When you learn to see things from a spiritual perspective, it changes the way you see virtually everything in your life. Listen for Dr. Paula Joyce and her program, Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Our program will help you get rid of the negative aspects of your life and invite love, joy, and prosperity into your life. Turn that negative feeling into a positive one. Tune in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. The White House doctor makes house calls. Listen every week for House Calls with Dr. Connie Mariano. Dr. Connie has served as the White House physician under three U.S. presidents. Now she joins the Voice America Empowerment Channel to help you enrich yourself physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Our guests will include professionals from a variety of fields who will bring you tips that you can apply to your own life. Listen for House Calls with Dr. Connie every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to Things Worth Considering with Gord Vidal and Dr. Jan Hill. We'd love to hear from you via email to info at spiritgrows.ca. That's info at spiritgrows.ca. Now, back to Things Worth Considering. Hi, this is Gordon Dell, and we're back uh, to Things Worth Considering. I'm here with Linda Kushner and Pauline O'Hanlon, and we're talking about when the universe comes along and gives us some surprise called unexpected uh, changes that we're forced to go into. Um, you know, I think that, um, uh, you know, there has to be a reason why these happen, other than the fact that we're, we're so uh, risk-averse and, and we just love to have everything exactly the same. Uh, I mean, how habitual we are just continue, continually blows me away, even when I teach this stuff, is, is, you know, people aren't aware that first thing in the morning, for instance, you know, it's like, uh, you know, how you get out of bed, what foot your first sock goes on, your second sock, your pant leg, your, your dress leg, whatever. Um, but how we, how we dress, how we, when we have coffee, when we eat, when we you know, shower, and all those kinds of things. It is. And it's always exactly the same thing, almost always. Very few people can have the strength to get up and get on the other side of the bed. Because we know what that was, right? What would you do, get up on the other side of the bed? Mm-hmm. Um, usually meant we are in a bad mood. Um, uh, but to you know, reverse things and so on. It's really interesting when I get students to do that, and they're like, "Oh wow!" You know, they just really weren't aware how entrenched we are and how much of our day actually is completely habitual. So you know, messages about change is throughout our lives. I mean, you know, if you look over our whole spectrum of life, we have to change along the way. We have to change how we eat, how we sleep, how we work, 
how we play, like all of those things are constantly in, in a flux, in a change. And I think our mindset really plays a big role in all of this. Again, back to perception. Like, you know, the, the person who is, is just like the totally fixed mindset that that's it. You can't teach an old dog new tricks. Why bother? It's already said, done, and signed, sealed, and delivered. That's your fixed mindset. And that's so anti-growth. It's unfortunate. What are some other ones? Uh uh, we, we think of, uh, being, being caught in the victim mindset, that no matter what you do, it's always going to be wrong, fail, all those kinds of beliefs. Exactly, exactly. Um, the perfectionist, if I'm not perfect, then I'm a failure. I have to do everything myself. If I don't do it, no one will, or nobody can do it as good as me. me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bit of the sort of the martyr stoic as well, uh, right? Kind of yeah, there. Yeah, get off little. that cross. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, yeah, people, people like that. And you know what? No matter how much you try to help them, that you can't help them enough. They still need to go back to that place of it's about me doing it all. And the, the sad part about all of this is that it's really tied up with their self-concept um, of the, their selves and their self-worth. That there really isn't anything there. That their worth is based on being as perfect as possible. And who can be perfect? None of us are oh, perfect. Oh, that's way too much work. It's too. It's exhausting. It's hard work being imperfect. <laughs> I think. I think so. Anyway. Uh, I think it's exhausting. <laughs> well, that kind of yeah, exhausting. That brings us <laughs> into the another mindset, which is called the burned out mindset, right? And and that is that it's uh, you know uh, just can't start over. There's just nothing more for me to do. That it's too late. It's it's over. I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. 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 It will be the same old thing, whatever I choose. It's so sad. I, I couldn't even imagine having that mindset. And a belief that feelings are permanent. I'm always going to feel this way. Right. 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 And that's and that you know, what we think and what we feel are the most imperfect things in the world. And I think you know, uh, our studies have. You know, in, in uh, religion, in spirituality, psychology, psychotherapy, all of those areas, uh, you know, are totally uh, uh, teaching us that we're so much more than that. You know, I think that people, people lock on to thoughts that are not theirs. It's kind of like, you know, but what we do, though, and this is, this is where I really see a problem, is... You know, it's kind of like this cosmic chain of, of garbage that just keeps floating through. And then all of a sudden there's one that we catten on to. And we grab that one thought and we make it the most important thing that ever I thought. And it's not true. And it's not even true. It is. It is. It's not that important. It's not that powerful. But we can become so invested in it that people then get themselves upset. They can start to worry. They're ruminating. Um, and it would be that they just got themselves so worked up. You know, that it was it was a horrible place for people to get. And I watch people continuously do this. You know? I, I think it's an, an inability to self-regulate and to change their mood. They have not been taught. This should be taught in primary schools, how mm -hmm. to self-regulate, how to know what an emotion is. Well, see, I, I learned self-regulation by if you don't stop crying, we'll really give you something to cry about. <laughs> yeah. That was a great regulation for a guy. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I can't even cry. But, <laughs> uh, you know, that's, that's a ha-ha, but there, there's an irony to that, uh, you know, how we were taught to self-regulate. But, you know, people, people make, make, you know, huge scenes in, with their angry because anger just gives us that so much uh, 
you know, I, I was sort of like we just feel so pressured to do it in the moment, and it's so socially inappropriate. Uh, there's nothing worse than going to a dinner party and watching a couple get into a fight, you know, at dinner. Uh, and it's, it's pretty common. Yes, it is. You know, and I really don't want to hear their dirty laundry anymore. And I'm going to bring my underwear and slap it on the table. Yes. You know, it's like you know, it just feels the same way. Uh, the the you know that self-regulation I think is just you know our social appropriateness alone can tell us enough about social appropriate or, or self-regulation. But all of it, it comes back to that we have to go inward. We have to go inward oh, that's individually. Way too scary. No, 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 no. That's way too scary. <laughs> Not for you, Gord. <laughs> well, of course it is for all of us. Mm-hmm. All of us started somewhere. You know, I think that when we learn that. You know, there's a reason things happen, and and there's a reason why I would be at transformational arts. There's a reason why you would be at transformational arts, and that's to help other people. It's just you know, it's a great school, if I do say so. It's a fantastic college, and you know, it's it just gives us an opportunity to help so many people, uh, who will go on to help other people and other people and other people. And the ripple effect is so big over 30 years, I can't even imagine. But even if it just changed. Someone being a little kinder, a little nicer, or whatever—it just, you know, that change is what will ultimately begin to, you know, trickle through the whole world. If you bring it down to that, and you bring it down to you, if you were not willing to take the risk and the loss, and the losses in changing direction and mm-hmm. having a visionary mind, this wouldn't be here. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I, I, is it visionary or is it just stupid? It's visionary <laughs> from my perspective. Sometimes you're like, what, what am I doing? Um, and thank you. Uh, it's, uh, uh, you know, it gives me great pleasure to have done what I've done. Uh, so uh, anyways, moving on to, towards regulation, you can tell I do compliments well. Uh, if you, by the way, if you ever want to be in touch with us, which we totally invite you if today's show sparks something for you, or you want to know more, you can get in touch with us at info at spiritgrows.ca. That's uh, info at spiritgrows.ca. Um, and we would love to hear from you. Uh, any questions or any comments uh, are gratefully received. So what what does this really teach us? Like, what, what can we learn out of going through having the rug pulled out from underneath our feet? You know, that's kind of what it feels like, right? You know, you know how they used to clear tables with a tablecloth, and they just go... And they would pull pull the tablecloth off, and it, all the dishes would stay. What do you think we can learn from that? The fact that we can't survive, that we we deep dig deep down into our inner resources. Um, we have to make a choice. We're either going to survive it and move forward, or we're just going to get stuck and sink into the into the quagmire. Of- yeah, that quagmire is a really awful place as people age, you know, with uh, you know physical illnesses, mental illnesses, uh, spiritual. Uh, disconnects, uh, all, uh, each one feeding the other one, you know, uh, the quagmire is not a pretty place. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it, I think it really, really, really uh, affects our uh, our aging possibilities, you know. Um, you know, certainly I think one of the things that it teaches us the most, which is so important, is resilience. Mm-hmm. You know, that ability just to bounce right back, you can fall flat on your face and you'll just right up again, you know. And, and it's something we can learn. There are some people that have a little more resilience than others, uh, perhaps. But it is something we can learn. We can learn not to allow, the, you know, the, the, 
the uh, hit from the side of the head. We keep referring to it that way, or the or being hit the from planks. the side. Uh, sorry. The plank. With the plank, yeah. You know, uh, we we uh, we don't have to like be wounded for the next two to three years when something like that happens. We can, you know, I think have that regulation. We can have that intelligence. We can ask questions about ourselves as to what was I thinking. So many people, if you ask them. You know, who have lost their job, and you ask them about it, they will tell you that they've been complaining about it. They have, they were like, I hate my job. I really, I've got to get out of here. But they kept going back and kept going back. Eventually, you know, and this is this is this is big because this is how this universe works. And that is, energy just is. It is neither good nor bad. Energy is directed by us, and we can be as benevolent or malevolent as we want, and it will happen. If you keep putting out there, I want out of here, I want out of here, I want out of here, guess what? The universe is very kind that way. They will help you to get out of there. Now, not everybody, uh, Linda, your, your situation wasn't that. You you're genuinely shocked. Uh, you know, but certainly when people get past the shock, and they're so shocked, even though they hated the place, that they're suing for wrongful dismissal, as though they wanted to continue to stay there, um, that, you know, I mean, the great ironies of what money can do for us, right? Um, that, you know, when, when we own it and we take that responsibility for it, you know, that we're in a place to say, you know, I kind of brought this on myself because I kept going around telling everybody how much I hated being, here, hated being there. But sometimes um, when we're directed to something different, it's that we're being directed towards our passion. And perhaps that job that you were in wasn't where your life purpose was or where your passion was and somehow we get helped yeah we get helped by the universe our soul moves us in the direction it needs to go and so we will get those nudges and if we don't do something about it then something big is going to happen it nudges even more you know it's kind of like you know, uh, you, you see like a horse, you know, when it kind of nudges us because it wants sugar or a carrot or something. And then you ignore it and it just kind of hits you even harder in the arm and the shoulder and it keeps nudging harder and harder. Now, that's that's a, a nice idea. But the fact is, is that uh, the universe isn't always as kind as a horse wanting some carrots <laughs> or Well, sugar. that's because we've been not doing what we were supposed to do and we need to self-actualize we're on the earth for a short period and we're here to self-actualize in my opinion i feel that that's our primary goal and everything falls under that oh that's such a huge one because i want to say well how will you know that you know i could be self-actualized i wouldn't even know it you know it you know, it. <laughs> you know it in oh, your. You know it in your. Just because I'm the boss. No, not uh, because you're the boss. Um, so, so what else do we learn? We learn to follow our hunches. Yes. And our gut feelings. You learn know, to pay attention. When it happens enough, huh? Learn to pay attention. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. You know, we can only ignore it for so long, exactly. and and they, it just becomes so strong, and so clear that after a while, it it's as it's like our intellect. It just gives really, really clear messages. You just know, if you don't follow that, that that you're going to have a car crash, you know. Uh, so it's uh, you know, a car crash meaning that you know bad th- bad things are are going to take place around that. Well, change is going to happen, right? Change is going to happen whether you're there or not, you know. Um, you know, and I mean, change could be horrible. You know, a death in the family doesn't have to even be you per se. There could be a death in the family that 
totally changes everything, you know, that's there. So, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's about being present in our life. And, and uh, I forget exactly who it was that said that, you know, 90% or 80% of all success is just showing up. And a lot of people haven't showed up for their own life yet, you know. So, you know, on that note, if uh, I just want to uh, pass along, if uh, you're in the uh, Toronto area uh, tomorrow evening, Friday, um, I'm hosting the uh, uh, Compassion Energy Circle that we hold every couple of weeks. And uh, it's a 3300 Young Street. It's a free event. And I'll be giving a lecture as well as we have some very skilled uh, healers who will be working with energy that you'll be able to, to partake in. It's not a whole evening. It's a couple of hours, and it's by donation only. There is no charge, and you're more than welcome to come. Uh, that's at 3300 Young Street, which just happens to be the, the address of the Transformational Arts College. So we, uh, we hope you'll consider that in your uh, uh, getting ready for what do I do this weekend? What a great way to start the weekend then to... Come, do a meditation, energy work, and you're good to go for the weekend. So it's, uh, it's uh, an interesting and it's a fun time uh, to do it. So it's a place where, you know, the energy can rewire our brains, it changes our mindset, and it improves our self-worth and self-image all in one sitting. And transforms you. And it can transform you, absolutely. It's, uh, we never know when that's going to happen. So uh, so this is uh, uh, Gordadel. We're at Things Worth Considering. Jan Hill will be back for next week. I thank you, Linda. I thank you, Pauline, for coming and taking part today. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed having you here. Thank you so much. That was great. Thank you. And we will see you next week when we are talking about planning for changes. Have a great week. Thank you for tuning in to Things Worth Considering. Please join your hosts, Dr. Jan Hill and Gord Riddell, for another edition next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. This week, think about the connections in your life and how they define who you are.